I'm Natalie. And I'm Paul. Welcome to God Hates Fangs True Blood Podcast. This week we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 4 of True Blood. And it's titled, I'm Alive and On Fire. Okay, to start with, we're going to have some listener feedback. So, over to you, Natalie. Okay, we received a message from Ali and uh, she says, Hi guys. I just recently caught onto your podcast and I've been greatly enjoying your recaps and thoughts on the last uh, episode. Uh, there was a rumour floating around that one of the human characters will be joining the undead community this season. I'm not sure if this is a potential spoiler or not, since I have no idea where it, where, where it originated. Uh, I would like to ask the both of you, which character would you most like to see become a vampire? Well, we're running that's out... A, that's a... Thank you for your... Thank you. Thank you. And that's, well, a, that's a good question. Yeah, we're running out of human characters now, aren't we? Everyone, uh, Jason's... No longer a human, we think. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Lafayette. Lafayette. Lafayette would make, and he's even said himself, he'd make a badass vampire. Lafayette. Um, I think Pam should turn him. <laughs> Pam, Pam should turn Lafayette. <laughs> that would be awesome. And, and regarding whether that's a, a spoiler or not about someone becoming a vampire, there is somebody that in the books becomes a vampire. So do you know? You know. I know it is. You know yeah. it is. I don't know if it's going to happen this season or not. Is it? Is it an A-lister? Character? No, it's, some, it's a fairly minor character. Okay, so... And do you agree that Lafayette would... I'd like to see Lafayette as a yeah, vampire, yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah, I can't um, see anyone else. I, I, I don't see, like, I don't know, maybe Hoyt as a way Hoyt. for Hoyt and Jessica to be together. That's that's what I was thinking, Hoyt, but that's a bit obvious, isn't it? Mm, but then maybe... Yeah, well, we'll see where their relationship goes. Ah, maybe, <laughs> yeah. Maybe Hoyt. Maybe Hoyt would get turned by a different vampire. Yeah. Because he'd get a bit fed up of, of, yeah. of Jessica. You'll think that'll be a way for them to going, be together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's go on to our um, episode four recap. Okay. So following on from episode, uh, yeah, following on from episode three's cliffhanger, um, Suki doesn't seem too upset about Claudine's death, um, and he's concerned that more evil fairies will show up and harass her and Eric. It's kind of. Yeah, it seems kind of weird that she's not upset in some way. I mean, I know Claudine kidnapped her and took her to Fairyland, but at the same time... Is that is that how it all worked in the books with Claudine no, and Fairyland? No, that's the thing. I think if you've read the books, you'd think it's weird that Suki's not upset because she was so close to Claudine in the books. But then I suppose they've not had the same relationship in the show. Eric, however, is drunk as a skunk and on fairy blood. Um, um, he wants to fall around and pinch Suki's arse, which is... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> he nearly bites her, but she talks him out of it, and he claims he'd never hurt her. True, would he? <laughs> or is he more dangerous with amnesia? Because he's I maybe think he's more dangerous with amnesia, especially if he's drunk a whole fairy. Now he's got a taste for it. Um, he frolics off, and Suki tries in vain to keep up with him. Uh, in in the is there a little in the books bit? Uh, yeah, in the in the books, there's no. <laughs> yeah, the only way that a vampire can get drunk, I do believe, is drinking from a long-term alcoholic. Oh. I think. But, I don't know, maybe if someone drinks from Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a V-addict now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Alky yeah. V-addict. So, um, at Fantasia, King Bill questions Pam on Eric's whereabouts and correctly concludes that she's lying to him, even though that's treason. Uh, Pam has a dig at Bill, telling him that he gets a kick out of his new power. Is she right? Is or... Pam right, I think? Does he, or is he just doing it cause he, out of necessity? I think he's getting off on it. Is he getting off on it? I suppose, I suppose. yeah, I can kind of understand why he would, because he's kind of been shat upon by many other vampires and was pretty much powerless 
throughout the first three seasons. So And now he is the top dog, now or the, well, top vamp. Well, apart from Nen and the yeah. AVO and the authority. The authority. <laughs> now he's got a whole oh. new load of shit to deal with. Okay, so back at Hot Shot, um, Jason is still tied to the bed, and and he's nearing the end of the queue of girls lining up to get his seed in their bellies. Uh, we learn that the girls in Hot Shot wear massive knickers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice, massive dirty knickers. Mm. Uh, Becky is last in line. Uh, oh, sorry that we called Becky Maggie before. We misheard her name, but her name's Becky. Yes, yes. <laughs> Not Maggie. Becky. And Luther insists that she should sleep with Jason, despite the fact that she's obviously underage. <laughs> breed, ghost daddy, breed! <laughs> um, Jason convinces Becky that this is totally the wrong way to lose one's virginity. And... Um, and she cuts him free after a little discussion. Uh, have you done the sex thing? <laughs> Is that what he says? <laughs> have you ever done the sex thing? <laughs> uh, Jason bashes old Uncle Lou on the head and makes a run for it. Um, At last. <laughs> yes. <laughs> About time. Yeah, that was a hooray moment, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, later, Felton starts to ask Becky pervy questions about having sex. Really, as if he's coming on to her. Um, and then realises that she didn't do the deed with Jason. Uh, people have wondered how he knew, but I think it's just... Do you think maybe it's a sixth sense with the, the Panthers, or is it just her, her just, reaction? Just her reaction. Only, is he expecting to kind of see her as a... A woman? As she a can woman. look more womanly all of a sudden? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Felton rushes to, um, to find that Luther is tied up and Jason is gone. So he shifts into Panther form to track him down, despite Crystal's protesting that they don't need him now that they have received his generous sperm donation. And as, as we said last time, Felton is still wearing the Iron Maiden t-shirt after four days. That's going to be some stinky Maiden t-shirt. You dirty cat. <laughs> how, many, how many babies is Jason going to have? Is, are they all <laughs> pregnant, do you think? Or are they all so fucked up and inbred that they can't get pregnant? See, I was, I was a bit confused. Is it? Because he, he was given the, the Mexican Viagra. Yeah. Now, I thought Viagra... No, I don't know personally. Never, <laughs> never had to use it. <laughs> um, but I thought Viagra... Kind of kept you hard. Kind of kept you, so you, you couldn't yeah, do the deed. Yeah, maybe. I kind of thought that that was yeah. the idea of it. Or, or does it keep you going and you keep... Sh- How many girls were there? There was like a dozen girls. Oh, there was like 15 girls need, queuing up, wasn't Surely there? you'd need recovery time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if you <laughs> if you have any thoughts on Mexican <laughs> Viagra, then please... If you have any experience... <laughs> please drop us an email. Uh, so, Nan Flanagan visits King Bill at his house... Uh, to receive a briefing on the witch situation. But she thinks that Bill is overreacting and the witches are no real threat despite Eric's disappearance. <gasps> Wrong! Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, Bill attempts to convince her otherwise, reminding her of the massacre during the Inquisition. But Nan still thinks that the post-Russell Edgington PR drive is their priority right now. Uh, she tells him that a single powerful witch with a grudge against vampires was responsible last time and tells him to deal with the situation without killing any humans. Nen asks Bill how the execution went, and he sarcastically tells her it was completely justified. I suppose this indicates that he was actually acting under her orders when he imposed the death sentence. So we're thinking to ourselves now that if it had been down to him, he wouldn't have killed the yeah. guy. Yeah. Because that did, that did seem That seemed out of harsh. character, didn't yeah, it, I thought? Yeah, but then out of character before he was king, but now he's mm. king, that was the ego he's, thing. Yeah, but, but no, it's, but, coming, it's yeah. coming from Nen. And also, is the single powerful witch that Nan refers to obviously the same one that possessed Marnie, are we oh, thinking? Uh, yeah, we are thinking. It's pretty clear, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's pretty clear. <laughs> so, over at the Moon Goddess Emporium, uh, Marnie sleeps and dreams she is in Spain in the year 1610 at the burning of a witch named Antonia. Uh, we find out her name on the credits. 
Yes. Uh, she is the same woman who Marnie appeared to morph into and who later appeared in the mirror at the magic shop. Yes. Miss Columbia. <laughs> um, two, two officials discuss the execution as Marnie shouts out in horror and begs them to stop. Antonia begins to chant and Marnie joins her, but then she wakes up. One of the guards is heavily cloaked and wearing a mask, uh, leading to speculation that this is a vampire who has come out in the daylight to watch. Yes. Did you notice I that? I did think yeah. that, yes. And he's kind of sitting back in the shadows. Yeah, wearing a mask, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, this is based on the real-life Basque witch trials, uh, which took place that year, and resulted in a dozen or so so-called witches uh, being burnt at the stake. Which oh. you, you might think a dozen's, you know, That's a bad. high number. Ooh. It is a high number. But it, there was actually 7,000 accused. Yeah, the Inquisition interviewed 7,000 people and loads of them even confessed to being witches. But they, just, but they were quite... Um, apparently they were quite sceptical about witches, so they only burnt a dozen of them. And nice if, of them. And if you've, been, if you've been reading the comics, you'll know that Eric and Godric visited Spain in the 16th century and Eric's human lover is killed by the Inquisition. So that's nice that it ties in yes. with the comics. And so does this mean that Eric's involved somehow with the witches, do you think? If he, if well, he we know that he was in Spain yeah. during that time. And it, and it, and it seemed like he recognised, to, to me, I thought it seemed like he recognised the face that, yes. that Marnie was morphing into. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so uh, the next day in the daylight, Alcide arrives at Sookie's to help look for the still-missing Eric. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> um, Sookie explains to Alcide, uh, Eric can now daywalk thanks to the fairy blood. Is this wise? Can she trust Alcide with this huge secret? Yeah, she's mm. kind of she, she kind of tells him a lot, doesn't she? Yeah, I think she should keep this to herself. <laughs> um, one for the ladies. Um, Alcide shoots naked, giving Suki a good eyeful, and shifts into wolf form to sniff out the drunken vamp. Yeah, it's nice to see Alcide as a wolf. I prefer him as a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> you prefer him as a wolf. Yeah, he's cooler when he's not talking. <laughs> he looks better when he's got hair on his body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he looks like Action Man, doesn't he? It's crazy. He's <laughs> Do you know, I read he works out like six days a week, twice a day. That's insane. <laughs> Whereas Eric and Bill work out three times a week. Elsie is the, the beefiest looking character in the show, He's isn't He's insanely it? beefy. That's too beefy in my opinion. <laughs> so over at Malotte's, uh, Maxine confronts Sam and tells him that Tommy has gone missing. Who cares? Who cares? Sam doesn't. <laughs> Sam doesn't care. No one cares. Uh, we later learn that Tommy has gone to visit his hoary old mama, Melinda. Uh, it turns out she's apparently left Jolie to Tommy's delight, and he proudly tells her how he's learnt to read. No. Um, he tells him. He tells his mum. He tells his mum that Sam shot him, and she is disgusted and tells Tommy that Sam was bad news, and and she never cared about him. And he never cared. Sam never cared about him. Uh, which is ironic, as Sam treated Tommy better than their evil parents ever did, didn't he? Oh, so yes, yes, sorry, yeah. But she actually says that she she was glad that she got rid of him as a baby as well. Oh, well, it's probably young... best for Sam that that happened, I think. <laughs> okay, so um, over at the Moon Goddess Emporium, um, the Scooby Gang, <laughs> which is basically Marnie, Jesus, Lafayette, and Tara, try to find a spell to reverse Eric's amnesia. It's not. It feels a lot of people said it feels like the Scooby Gang in Buffy. Yeah, but also the magic shop. The actually, magic shop it looks like the same shop. <laughs> and 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 Marnie does look like Giles. <laughs> Which is <laughs> so? What is Lafayette? Um, Lafayette's what? Um, Xander? And no, Jesus is Xander. Surely. So who's Lafayette? Lafayette is <laughs> um, uh, Willow's girlfriend. 
No, Jesus and Lafayette are therefore Willow and Tara. Willow and Tara, yeah. And, and, and Tara, True, True Tara, Blood Tara is therefore Buffy. True Blood Tara is Buffy, yeah. Right, okay. We have got the Sco- <laughs> we've got the Scooby Gang sorted. <laughs> so the others warn Marnie that vampires are into torture, rape and murder, so she'd better get her ass in gear and find a solution. Marnie fails to contact Antonia on the goddess line, so they turn to the books. Um, just like the, the research they do in Buffy. It just totally felt like season five Buffy, didn't it? Oh, let's look at the books. Let's, let's look at the demon books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alan Ball claims he's never seen Buffy, but I have my doubts. I have my doubts. <laughs> but then it's so close to Buffy, maybe he hasn't. Maybe, Because yeah. if he had, he'd be You'd thinking... you think it was no, too much like... Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Uh, just as they're about to give up hope, a book mysteriously falls to the floor and opens on the page of the exact spell they're looking for. Wow, what's the chances? Wow. <laughs> uh, Marnie, Marnie was going to, apparently Marnie was going to be young in the show, um, as she was in the books, um, but they changed the character because they liked Fiona Shaw so much. That's great. No, because she's um, a really cool actress, isn't I she? I like Fiona Shaw. Yes. I liked her in uh, Freeman and Little Lady. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. <laughs> you know, I think because we've had like, I don't know, we've... We've, we've got lots of young female characters. I think an older female character is, is more needed in the show. Okay, so Sookie and Wolfie Alcide find Eric frolicking in a pond <laughs> in the daylight. He calls Sookie a sea goddess and asks her to come play with him at killing sea monsters. And he, he says crocodile in Swedish, which is like crocodili or something. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to Swedish people for, for my mispronunciation. Okay, and then it's an epic chest-off when Wolfie Elseed turns back into Action Man Elseed. It was like a whole episode of Manchester. It, it, it? it was a naked episode, wasn't it? There was, l- there was lots of naked. We've had lots of tits in the first few episodes, so I think it was time for some, some Manchester action. Uh, and Eric is uh, furious to see Elseed. And they start bickering like little schoolboys. Uh, Sookie attempts to make them behave, but then Eric starts to burn in the sunlight. Oh dear. Um, luckily, though, they managed to coax him back uh, to back to the house. My blood is burning. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long do the day walking effects of, fa- of fairy blood last? In that case, because so he drank a whole fairy. And it only lasted <laughs> like what a day. Ah, uh, yeah, but then when when, when he when he and Russell shared Suki. Yeah, they 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 was out there and started burning up quite quick, didn't they? There's like a few minutes. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so once Eric is safely back in his cubby. Uh, Suki tucks him into bed. Uh, he wants hugs, um, but she explains to him that she has human shit to do. Uh, so she so she leaves him and goes to talk to Alcide on the porch. Alcide is not happy with Eric being at Suki's for obvious reasons. But but then but then she reminds him that he lives with a psycho bitch, um, and they have a bit of a flirt and a bit of a hug. Ah, <laughs> Suki, you're. Uh, oh no, he's taken. Don't flirt with him. He's got a girlfriend. Come on. He's got a girlfriend that tried to kill you once. It's best to stay away. Uh, we see that Eric can hear everything that they're saying with his super vampire hearing skills. Uh, so obviously he knows that there's something going on. So is, is this is this the Alcide that we that are in the books? Is this the same type of character, or is... I don't know. It's weird because they've not really changed anything. But there's something really likable about Alcide in the books, and I don't think that they've captured that in the show somehow. I'm not sure what, how, or why, what they've done wrong, but. I liked him in the books. I thought he was a really cool character. I was really looking forward to seeing him in the show. And he's just so boring. I it does seem a bit... <laughs> it, it, to me, when, when Elsie appears on the screen, it's like... Nah. <laughs> <laughs> time, to, time to have a cigarette. <laughs> so come on in, Nat. 
Um, who do you think has the best shot at getting with Suki in this love square? I don't know. Let's well, be Well, Bill's kind of um, out of the picture at the moment, but there's still sexual tension between them. I think there's still something she's still brewing the, there. She's still got the love for Bill. She, I think she, she yeah, must have. I think ultimately, and I think Alan Ball's on Team Bill, so I think ultimately it's going to end up that she gets back with Bill, but it won't be till like season twenty-seven. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going for Eric. Oh, she's going to get some Eric action for sure. Oh, is she? For sure, of course she is. It's obvious. <laughs> What? I reckon she'll get some Eric action and some Elsie action. Are you, are, you, are you talking forgetful Eric? Or are you talking got my memories back Eric? I think she'll have some forgetful Eric uh, action. And then when he gets his memories back, uh, then she'll have some... When he gets his memories back, <laughs> will he forget what happened when he'd forgotten what had happened? Oh, I don't want to say anything on oh, that. Okay, okay. <laughs> that would be spoilery to oh, say. Oh, really? Oh, I think I'll just answer that then. Okay, <laughs> say no more. Okay, so Sam, um, he's, still, he's still happy and he's still calm. And much more like the season one Sam that we that we love. Yay! Thank God for that. I didn't like Angry Sam. So he turns up at Luna's house to surprise her with a hairy seduction. <laughs> um, she doesn't seem too happy though. Um, and then Sam finds out that she has a young daughter. Ugh, kids. <laughs> I like kids, but I don't like kids in TV programmes. <laughs> uh, it turns out Sam is a dab hand at playing Barbies. Yeah. And he clearly realises that getting the kid on side will be a big bonus in his pursuit of Luna. Of course. Good move, Sam. Good move. Uh, later, though, she opens up and reveals that Emma's dad is, in fact, a creepy werewolf with possessiveness issues. Oh, dear. That sounds like bad news for Sam's Sam. Sounds like Sam's smile might start cracking soon. Yes, I, I, I detect that it's going to go shit for Sam pretty soon. Yeah, because... It's, it's been good. Well, it seems like we said he's happy and calm. It's all going well. Yeah. So he's got a fit bird. This is Bon Tom's. It can't all go well. Yeah. So I think that the bad werewolf guy is going to show up, and it's going to be bad news for Sam. Okay. So we have another entry in the ranks of shirtless, muscly men. <laughs> and yes, I'm talking about Jason. Oh yeah, um, Jason. Jason. He hides in a tree uh, with a pointy stick. And when Panther Felton starts sniffing around. Jason goes all apocalypse now on his ass and he kills him. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> about fucking <good>. time. <laughs> and I, I don't think Jason knew who who that was. He didn't. No, he that, didn't. He didn't did know he? if it was Felton he or Crystal. Been Crystal or it could have been anyone, couldn't it? Yeah. So Crystal arrives and is delighted that they can be together as Panther King and Queen. Uh, but Jason is understandably not happy with that arrangement and threatens to kill her. Then runs away, <laughs> despite her tits. <laughs> so, so is this the last we're going to see of Hotshot? Uh, no. There's all those panther babies to think of. Jason's going to be paying maintenance to them, surely. And it's all these panther, <laughs> panther babies. Is, is this all books, book stuff? No, in the, no, in the book, uh, I think Jason and Crystal, they're together properly, and it's not, it's not, she's a bit skanky, but she's not as skanky as she's in the show. So, and I think she gets pregnant. I think she gets pregnant, but not by raping him. <laughs> by conventional means. So, no, it's, to, it's totally different. The whole hotshot thing is very different. Okay, so Alcid um, returns home to Debbie, who can smell that he's shifted that day. Interesting. Yes. Um, he explains about Suki and Eric, but doesn't reveal about the fairy blood, thankfully. Yeah, don't tell Debbie. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Debbie says she's not jealous, but is she being honest? Hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> don't know. Um, is it going to go wrong? Oh, sure it's going to go wrong. <laughs> so come on, what's, what's the... What are we going for? How many episodes until Debbie gets back on the V? I'm giving it... What are we on? Episode four? I reckon by episode seven. seven. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say seven. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're going for. By episode seven, we reckon she's going to be back on the V. Back on the V and gunning for Sookie. I reckon so, yeah. 
Okay, so over at a stately old home, looking very similar to Bill's house, which confused me momentarily, uh, a distracted-looking Bill waits with Portia to meet her grandmother, who it turns out is the old woman from the movie Brazil. And also wow. from the, the comedy programme from the 70s, I believe, called Soap. Oh. Yes. Well done. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, no, that's an excellent, excellent programme. Oh. Check it out, kids. <laughs> um, Portia's brother, Andy, or Andrew, um, is reluctant to join the social gathering, and it seems like the rest of his family looked down on him. I think he was just itching to go out and get on the V, to be honest. I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Bill, Bill's Victorian <laughs> charm goes down a storm with the ladies. So he's trying kind of the same tactic as Sam, but instead of getting in with a kid, he's thinking, get in with a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do an impression, but is it... Get, I can't do it. Get me a Red Bull. What is it he says? <laughs> What's that bit? I have a Red Bull. Go <laughs> a Red Bull. <laughs> it's vulgar. <laughs> I love it. It's disgusting stuff. Okay, so Andy uh, makes his excuses and leaves, probably to get a fix of V. <laughs> so can vampires tell when someone is a V addict? That's, that's... I don't know, because uh, when Jason was a V addict, I don't think the vampires knew. And Eric went into Merlots with Pam when um, that crazy girlfriend of Jason's called Amy was there, and she yes. was a V addict. And they didn't clock that she was a V addict. And also, they? Bill didn't look at Andy in any kind of peculiar... He's not kidnapped Andy, uh... or anything, so I'm assuming he doesn't know. Okay, so um, Grandma Caroline uh, thinks that, that he's drinking again, uh, but Portia's not sure. Very wise, Portia, you're correct. Um, Bill tells them that he fought alongside one of the Bellfleur family in the Civil War, and uh, that, that was the flashback in Season 1. Yeah, the Bellfleur kid was the kid that's like sh- shot and making a load of noise on the battlefield, and Bill's friend says, I'm going to go and help him, and Bill says, no, don't go and help him, you'll get shot, uh, and the guy goes, and then he does get shot. shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Caroline gets out her ancient family Bible, which has a list of the Bellfleur family members written inside it. And this is a real Southern family tradition. And if you go, if you go and Google Southern family Bibles and look at pictures, you can see photos of real Bibles that have this, uh, these lists of, of generations of the family. As Bill reads out the list of ancestors, he is shocked to come across a, come across a familiar name. He apologises to Caroline, saying that that he didn't know, and Caroline quickly exits. Portia is confused when Bill says they can't see each other anymore, but Bill explains to her that his granddaughter married into the Bellflower family, which makes Portia, Andy and Terry Bill's great-great-great-great-grandkids! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> awesome! I was, I was reading some blogs and it made, uh, there's, someone left a comment and made me laugh and it was, hey, come on, this is, this is the equivalent of just getting off with your third cousin. There's no yeah. problem in there. Well, that's what I kind of thought. <laughs> That's that's why I thought oh, just I, no, I think don't worry about no, it. No, I think this is different. This is different. <laughs> this no, this yeah. is just, yeah. I mean, it's not like they're going to have kids together, but yeah, but, but no, it's I suppose still, it's, no, it's still different. It's wrong. And I think she, I think Portia's going to want to carry on with it. <laughs> is, is it is it incest then? If if so many generations separate, pose is weird. Yeah, <laughs> and she's, she's come from his seed in some. In <laughs> she's a, like part him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's different to the books because Bill and Portia didn't sleep together in the books. And also it was Bill and Sookie who found the family Bible. And um, So is Bill related to Portia and Andy and yeah. Terry in the books? Yes, he's related right, to all okay. three of them. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, so we were talking about why Bill didn't bite Portia in the last episode. And do you think it was because on a subconscious mm. level he kind of knew that he shouldn't bite her? Yeah, that, so that makes sense. Maybe there's some effect of drinking from your own family. Which is why the vampires are told not to return to their homes and see their yes, families. That makes sense. Yeah, I think there's going to be something more to that. 
Um, fans have been wondering, though, how it is that there was an old man called Jesse Compton living in Bill's house, uh, who Bill claimed was his descendant, even though Bill's only son died as a child. I hmm. think the easiest explanation for that would be that in the books he mentions that he's got a brother, so I think it's possible that the Compton that's living in the house was his brother's ancestor and not his ancestor. Because obviously he just had one daughter. Yes, yes, and his boy died. Yeah. So... So that's what we're going with. It's his brother's ancestors that were living in the house. Okay, so over at Arlene and Terry's house, Arlene is asleep with Kobe and Lisa on the sofa. Hey, the kids are back. <laughs> we haven't seen them since season two. Uh, baby Mikey is playing on the floor with the creepy doll. Ooh. Arlene and the kids stir uneasily in their sleep as if they sense something evil occurring. And Terry comes in with some laundry to find that someone has written, Baby Not Yours. Baby Not Yours. <laughs> on the wall. Um, is it the baby or the doll or just, <laughs> just something else? <laughs> is it Renee's we... ghost? <laughs> it must be, mustn't is it? Is the baby evil and the doll evil and combined it makes them double evil? <laughs> the doll, yeah. <laughs> Someone suggested that Maxine knew that the doll was evil and planted the doll in Hoyt and Jessica's house. Ah, okay. <laughs> that's quite a crazy theory. So is this doll like a, a Chucky doll? Does it come alive when no one's looking? <laughs> that's what I'd like to think. Okay, so um, in Eric's cubby, he tells Suki that he is depressed that he'll never see the sun again. Uh, but Suki tells him that the old badass Eric would never have moped about like that. He was a happy vampire. Come on, Eric. <laughs> Pull yourself together. But, the, but then he suggests they kiss to, to cheer him up. And Suki is about to comply when Eric's spidey senses tell him that there's somebody at the door. Turns out it's King Bill, and he's had Eric's farm, apartment in Paris, and plantation in Barbados <laughs> searched to no avail. <laughs> that was great how he just said that. <laughs> I've searched his farm, but his apartment in Paris, he's and not his there. Plant- <laughs> his plantation in Barbados, he's not there, yeah. Um, so now, now he needs to search Suki's house. Uh, Suki lies and tells him that Eric said he was going away and she could keep the house. Uh, but Bill is suspicious, of course, and mm. wants to check inside despite Suki's protesting. Um, she reminds him that she's never lied to him and she guilt trips him into apologising and leaving. So, the but question is... The question, yeah, the question is when he opened the door and he did put his head in, did Bill smell that Eric was there? Did Bill know and think... Obviously he doesn't know that Eric's got amnesia, so he, did he just think, oh... Suki's got Eric in the house. I'll leave. <laughs> yeah, or did he just no, feel he's playing the long game? He's going to leave and then come back, isn't he? <laughs> or did he just feel like a bastard for kind of invading Suki's privacy and think, "Oh no, I'll leave the girl be." I, I think we would. We, yeah, I think if he'd sensed Eric there, we would have got that cam- that look, that look <laughs> off camera <laughs> as he walked Fucking past. Eric, that kind of look. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So, so did Eric? Hear the conversation between Suki and Bill. He must have. So now he's down there thinking, whoa, shit, I've got like loads of houses. And <laughs> <laughs> who's this guy that's talking to Suki? What's going on here? What's this Bill dude? What's this all about? What's going on? <laughs> okay, so Jason, he um, finally manages to crawl to a road and collapses there. As luck would have it. <laughs> and that is some <laughs> mighty, extreme coincidence. That is some mighty luck. <laughs> uh, Hoyt and Jessica pull up in their truck and Jessica rushes to heal Jason with their vampire blood. Um, Jason opens his opens his eyes to see her there looking like a, a blood-covered ginger angel. Ah, <laughs> Is this the start of the surprise new relationship that Alan Ball spoke about before the start of the season? Ah. Jessica and Jason, what do you think? 
Panther vampires. Oh, no, I think it's it's kind of frowned upon for vampires and, and shifters or, or wear things to get together. So that would be quite controversial if they did do that, I think. Mm. And would Jason actually do that to his best friend? I don't think Jason would do that to Hoyt. But then he's had Jessica's blood, so he's going to be obsessed. But he's going to be having sexy dreams about so her. So we're going to start seeing some sexy, sexy dreams. Sexy Jessica dreams. Yeah. <laughs> we look forward to that. <laughs> okay, so now um, Tommy is hanging out with his gross mother. And he notices fresh scars on her neck. Uh, she explains that she nearly got killed in a dogfight that Joe Lee forced her to participate in, but defends him when Tommy gets angry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe Lee emerges from the bushes, minus his dirty pants, <laughs> and he throttles Tommy with a chain, telling him that he's drawn his last breath. Last free breath. Sorry, his last... <laughs> yes, his last free breath, yes. Uh, so... Why doesn't Tommy just turn into a fly or something? <laughs> yeah, that's a bloody Is, was good Was everybody up thinking that? Or, or an elephant. Yeah, and anything. You could, could just snap. You could just trample them. You could just snap Jolie in half, couldn't they? Yeah, so how are they going to keep a shifter prisoner? They, they, they have to keep him in like a sealed glass container or something. Can shifters turn into dinosaurs? <laughs> that's why. That's why. <laughs> Velociraptor time. Can they? Uh, mm. <laughs> if they went to the Natural History Museum yeah. and saw some dinosaur bones, would could they, they become an apatosaurus or something? Or they just become the bones. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah, good question. Good question. Uh, is it possible now that Tommy will kill his parents, thus gaining the Skinwalker ability that we learnt about in a previous episode? Are you thinking that Tommy heard, overheard when the yes when Sam's group was having their little their little get together, yeah, AA meeting or whatever? Yeah, I think he could be right. I reckon Tommy's going to kill his mum and become a Skinwalker. Skinwalker, and then turn into then turn into Sam and then fuck things up for Sam and then by the pretending sk- to be him. And then the Sky People will come back. And the Sky, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so out in the country, um, Pam looks on as Marnie, Lafayette, Jesus try to carry out the amnesia reversal spell, and, and Tara keeps her shotgun pointed at Pam. Nice Pam outfit. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Nice Pam outfit. Good, good outfit. Nice cleavage there, Pam. Okay, so the spell isn't going well, and Marnie doesn't seem to have any real power without the help of her spirit guide. Pam is angry, but then Marnie is taken over and starts chanting, saying, Corrupt, unsanctified corpse that walks. Behold your true self. <laughs> the, the result of this awesome spell is that Pam's flesh starts to rot and fall off her face, Oof. and she runs away in horror. Marnie laughs hysterically, then faints. Um, it seems like each curse is tailor-made to cater for each vampire's weakness. Yeah, because so Eric is like old and powerful, so he's rendered innocent, whereas Pam is very vain, so her punishment is to, to lose her looks. But, yeah. So it's like um, their Achilles heel yes. is getting targeted. But all I want to say really about that is, nice Pam outfit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's move on to the music. We have a, a guy who's a songwriter from the Deep South called Mississippi Mike Wolf, and his song Calling the Shots is played in Sam's truck. And then we have uh, La Luna, uh, a pop act, uh, a song called Do You Remember, and that is in La Luna's house. Uh, the Watson Twins, who are an alternative country duo from Kentucky, and they are actually twins, and uh, their song Tighten Up, uh, played in Elsie's and Debbie's house. Uh, then we have um, a, a swing big band called APM, or APM. <laughs> I think it's APM. Uh, a song called Moonlight Remembers, 
And that is while Bill is meeting Portia's grandmum. Uh, we have Helen Henderson, a Kiwi singer-songwriter, and her song Twin Tin Wind, uh, when Jessica and Hoyt find Jason. And finally, finally, um, the, the end credits, um, uh, a guy called Danko Jones, and the song is I'm Alive and On Fire. And he's a, he is a Canadian hard rock band, and he's awesome. I've seen him twice. He's a, it's, the guy, it's the singer's name, but it's also the band's he's, name. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so that is the music. And now it's time for our What the Fuck of the Week. What the fuck? And our What the Fuck of the Week is... Pam's face falling off. (laughs) Oh, bad news for Pam. So... So do we think that the spell just affects her face or will she get certain, you know, body parts falling off? <laughs> will it be a sort of a, a a thing that progresses, like she'll get worse and worse or is it just a, a yeah, I think it's going to get bad. <laughs> She's going to lose parts. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Oh no. As much as I like Pan, I think, I think that would be pretty funny if like her, her arm or her leg just randomly fell off. So how long is it going to last? Because... Well, yeah. Eric's Eric's still forgetful. Eric's isn't still he? forgetful, so that's <laughs> terrible. Until they get the witches to release them um, to undo the spell, I suppose. Hmm. Poor Pam. Poor Pam, indeed. Okay. Next up, we have our line of the week. And our line of the week is. Are you fucking retarded? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a classic from Pam. That is a Pam classic. <laughs> Another line of the week for Pam there. And I, I, I think the thing that I like about Pam's lines is she kind of, she doesn't speak all old-fashioned like the other vampires. I like the way she uses the word retarded. Yes. It always, always makes us chuckle. <laughs> so, um, time for some news. First up, uh, Charlene Harris has confirmed that she's working on the 12th Stookie Stackhouse novel, mm. and the 13th will be the final book in the series. Oh. So we're going to finally find out how it all ends in the books. Do we know how many how many seasons the, the TV program's up for? I don't know, until they need to get Botox to stay looking young, I suppose. <laughs> Good answer. I think there's a lot of, um, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's still a lot of seasons to come, I think. I reckon, what do you reckon, seven? There were seven Buffies, I reckon there could be seven True Bloods. Seven? Yeah, we're going for seven. Okay, Alexander Skarsgård has received an honorary doctorate from Leeds Metropolitan University in good old England. Um, the university that he attended as a young man. Wow, <laughs> Eric used to live in Leeds, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> would never have guessed. <laughs> I don't know if he finished his degree there initially. Um, okay, so um, unfortunately, Sam Trammell has had to drop out of Comic Con, but oh. the good news is, is because his partner is about to give birth to twins. Oh, oh. little Sam twins! Not just one, but, but, two, but little, two shifters. Two little bearded shifter kids. <laughs> two little bearded shifter kids. Okay, there's a, there's a great interview on the LA Times website with production designer Suzuki Ingersleff. Um, discussing the makeovers to Suki and Bill's houses. Yeah, it's really cool. There's some cool photos of like behind the scenes, what kind of angles of the rooms that you, you don't get to see normally. Oh, nice. I'll check that out. Yeah, I'll put a link to it on the site. 
Okay, so if you want to stick around for some spoilers, then please do. But if you don't, then thanks for listening, and we hope you listen again. Bye-bye. Time for spoilers. Spoilers! Okay, so episode five is called Me and the Devil. Mm. And the official HBO synopsis for next week says, uh, Sookie nurtures Eric... Hmm. Uh, Bill gets involved personally in the necromancy crisis. Pam takes the veil. (laughs) (laughs) She needs it. Mm. Uh, Sam becomes Tommy's accomplice. No! No, Sam! What are you doing? Don't do it! (laughs) Um, Arlene and Terry look to religion to solve their problem. Uh, Jesus and Lafayette head to Mexico to harness a shaman's power. And Jason convalesces. Interesting stuff. I think it's going to be a good one next week. Right, we've got some. We've got some general spoilers. Um, we're going to be introduced to some new characters, uh, a few vampire sheriffs under Bill's command, and Luna's werewolf pack leader ex-boyfriend. Oh, we saw it coming. <laughs> Is that going to be trouble? I think so. Also, Alan Ball has said that Suki would kiss two men by the end of episode five. I think he said. So, does that mean that we could see some Elsie and some Eric? Kissing Sookie action next week? Is wow. she going to kiss two guys in the same episode? What, a threesome in the, <laughs> in the episode? Yeah. I'll see Derek threesome. Get in there, Sookie. Okay, um, we're going to get some insight into Jesus' background with a flashback to his childhood. Oh. Yeah, interesting, because what we saw in the... Oh, we saw his crazy granddad, didn't Yeah, we? That, was, that was trippy, wasn't it? Yeah, let's see some Jesus' crazy granddad. Hey, this is a good one. This is a good one. Godric will return next week. Yay! Yay! Yay, Godric! We like Godric. Hopefully another flashback. Yes. And also, someone is going to discover the ability of pyrokinesis. Wow! If you want to know what pyrokinesis is, watch the movie Firestarter. (laughs) (laughs) Or read the Stephen King book. (laughs) Yes. Um, Wow, who do we... Do we know who? Did you have any ideas? I know Is this a book thing? No. (laughs) Oh, it isn't, but you know who anyway. I know who's going to... Develop pyrokinesis. <laughs> it's not. It's unexpected. I think. Hmm, that's, that's interesting. Okay, I think that is all for the general spoilers. Yeah, I have a link for you on the site to the Basque witch trials and and to the um, interview of Suzuki Kingslev as well. Nice. So check those out on our website. Uh, contact us via Twitter, email, Facebook, snail mail, <laughs> <laughs> crow. Shout us in the street. Oi, <laughs> you. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we'll feature your comments on our next podcast. Yeah, so thanks for listening. In, enjoy, enjoy the week. Enjoy the next episode. And uh, see you next week. See you next week. Bye bye. Ta ta for now. <laughs>